Be persistent whether it's convenient or inconvenient. With these words of St. Paul to his young disciple and fellow bishop Timothy, we, we have the theme for today's reflection on prayer. Be persistent whether it's convenient or inconvenient. To break it down, I propose we try to answer those five standard questions. Who, what, when, who, what, when, where, and why. There are five. Who? This is so important that we get the first one right. You can start off on the journey in the wrong direction. Things don't end well. Who? I think it's also important we get it right because so often I think people have the who, well, a little backwards, as if... Catholics are members of a, I don't know, lazy yoga loft where there's not much stretching. Instead, the who, the who is, is not us. Prayer is not primarily what we do. No, the answer to the question of who is God. God initiates, and we, we respond. Otherwise, it becomes all new-agey and uh, as if prayer was just the, the power of positive thinking. No, prayer is a, a conversation, a relationship. Yesterday, mm, Friday, I had the, the joy of uh, doing a house blessing for a family that's recently moved into, into town. And uh, the six-year-old daughter, just before we started the prayer, it says, I know, what, I know what I'm going to wish for. It's sweet. It's nice. But her parents were excellent. They pivoted it because that's not enough. She's, oh, actually, this is, this is better than wishing. Because a wish or a dream, if you will, is what we hold in our hearts. But a prayer is our conversation with the one who can do something about those wishes and dreams. And he is a just and loving God. Number two is the what. Deacon Jim, our, our heating has just kicked on. Help me out, thanks. Number two is the what. What do we say? What do we pray about? What, what form of prayer do we use, I suppose? And so many different ones. Obviously, we're here for Holy Mass. There's the Rosary. There's the Liturgy of the Hours. We pray with our scriptures. We pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. We pray with silence. And there's, <laughs> there's so many to pray for. How many times... We ask to, to pray for others. There are so many intentions from our family and friends to the evening news. Remember Father Benedict Rochelle, that salty old Franciscan priest from the Bronx? A pious lady went to him one day and said, Father, remember me in your prayers. His response, I'll remember you in my distractions. It's not a nice thing to say. <laughs> to somebody. I, I don't, I've never said that when someone asked me to, to pray for them. But Father Grishel was on to something. 
Prayer is not about us presenting a list of all the things that we need to Almighty God. He knows what we need even before we ask. He likes us to ask, of course, but the object of prayer is not to list them just right and then, oh, maybe God will answer. No, prayer is this conversation with a loving God, to be in God's presence. And yes, surely at times things pop up in our heads. Call them distractions, call them inspirations, if you will. But that's not the be-all and end-all of prayer. The what goes back to the who. And then when? Obviously, nine o'clock on a Sunday is a darn good answer to, to that question, but one hour a week isn't enough. Thus, the readings today, all of them are on persistence, in season and out of season, when it's convenient or not. Persevere in prayer. From the persistent widow in the gospel to, to Moses, right, with his hands raised aloft as the Israelites were battling Amalek. This summer, I had the chance to go to South Bend, Indiana, for many of you remember Peter Mueller, our former campus minister. I went to South Bend for his wedding, and I finally got to see it in person. There at the stadium of Notre Dame, the touchdown Jesus painted on the, on the wall of the library. It's a sign of victory to any, to any fighting Irish fan. But the intention of the, of the artist was not to give the touchdown sign, but to raise the hands in supplication, as Moses had his hands raised in the reading from Exodus, to persist, to pray, to, to plead, at least once a day. Shoot, if we're, not, if we're not praying once a day, that's something to bring up in the confessional but in season and out of season. Yesterday, October 15th, was the feast of St. Teresa of Avila. I hope you know about her, the, the Carmelite nun from the 1500s, doctor of the church, reformer of the Carmelites, but also the subject of probably Bernini's greatest sculpture. If you've never seen the sculpture Teresa in Ecstasy, you owe it to yourself. Google it this stunning sculpture of Carrera marble with this Carmelite nun kneeling in prayer as an angel pierces her heart with an arrow and the look on her face as if she could melt right there and right then. A lot of times that's how people presume that the great saints and mystics prayed all the time, but read Teresa's writing. Yes, there were those moments. But also, there was the daily drudgery, in season and out of season, whether convenient or inconvenient. That's when. Number four is where. And the answer to where is very important. The answer to where we pray has to be somewhere. It's so important that we pray somewhere. What I mean by that is to be intentional with our prayer. Yes, I have to admit, there have been times in my life when I fit prayer in, when I say, well, my prayer is, you know, I'm so busy, I'm just, I pray when I'm, when I'm walking about and I think of someone and I pray for that person. And those are good 
things for prayer. But I've come to learn that we have to carve out a space, to carve out a time. Obviously, coming to the church is a great place to pray. It's the best to be before our Lord present in the Blessed Sacrament. But maybe it's a room, maybe it's a chair, maybe it's a, a place where you can light a candle, or maybe it's intentionally going for a walk when this walk is going to be a time of prayer. I'm flying to Chicago later on this afternoon to start my annual retreat, Eight Days of Silence, which is daunting and beautiful all at the same time. And I realize not everyone can carve out that much of a space and that much of a time, but we need somewhere. And then finally, why? Why? The Gospel today ends with that mic drop of a question, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Folks, that first reading today, the battle between Israel and Amalek, that's not just an old historical piece to reference, to see Moses' hands raised aloft. It's a spiritual reflection that there's a battle that goes on. Yes, there's battles on battlefields that we read about in the news, but there's also that spiritual battle of good versus evil that tugs at each of our human hearts and each of our lives. Sometimes it doesn't feel like our prayers are being answered, but they are as the battle goes on. St. Augustine talked about it 1,700 years ago. St. Augustine explained that sometimes God delays in giving us what we want because he wants our hearts to expand. That's what Teresa experienced. That's what Augustine experienced. That's what, please God, each of us will. Though he doesn't say it will be easy, he asks us, be persistent, whether it's convenient or inconvenient.